0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to today's episode. You are going to get to hear from my new friend, Roy Roberts. We have gone through some kingdom training together over the past year. It's been unbelievable. And I'm telling you, we just completed the podcast interview. I can't wait for you to listen to it. But Roy is a man of the kingdom. He's a citizen of the kingdom of God. He is going to help you today. If I've been saying things that are kind of hard for you to understand, or maybe you don't have the full revelation yet from God of what the kingdom is, I believe today's episode is going to shine so much light into there. Um, In particular, if you are military or a minister, today's episode is going to help you tremendously. We're going to talk about being a better father, um, how we can actually position our kids for better purpose in their life. Not only that, we're going to talk about some of the challenges of that transition coming out of the military and into the civilian world and the changes that Roy and I both had to make in order to really step into this next stage of our life with a radiating contagious confidence. Welcome to the KO Podcast hosted by Kingdom Operatives. We are here to select, specialize, and send out leaders into their community. If you are a protector, someone who has a background in military or first responder, and you no longer have that structure, then this is the podcast for you. Each week, we will uppercut unbelief as we send you out to demonstrate the kingdom of God and the power that is in your presence. This is where we turn the hearts of the fathers back to their home. It is time to contend for tomorrow, today, because your legacy is waiting. I'm your host, Adam Jones, and it's an honor to serve you.
1: I think that's such a um, powerful statement there, man. because oftentimes, like, we, especially us being in the military, we, our, our identity can be like, oh, I was in uniform, and that's who I am. Like, I'm all about the Navy. I'm all about the Army. I'm all about the Marine Corps. I'm all about, you know, National Guard, whatever the case may be. And that becomes our identity. And sometimes, and a lot of times, you see that people who transition out, they don't know who they are anymore because they've identified so much with being in uniform. And that became their whole life. And then when they transition out, they don't know what to do or what that means or how to live life anymore. And um, it's kind of the same thing where you get a lot of folks who, like, retire or get, retire. And then, you know, two or three years later, they're not they're dead because right? they haven't found who they are outside of being in uniform. And that's one thing that I've always uh, when I was I was in the Navy for 12 years, 11 and a half years um uh, Commissioned, out of, uh, commissioned as an officer. I went to school at Florida a University and commissioned. And so I, I always knew that the Navy wasn't my life. Although I served and I served well and I enjoyed my time, I always had this idea that Navy wasn't my life. It was a job. It was something that I did. I was proud of. But it didn't define who I was and who I am. And so, for me, transitioning out, it wasn't so much about identity transitioning out of the military. It was so much more. Okay, now what do I do? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right, like I knew who I was and I knew who God had called me to be, and I knew how what He called me to do as far as ministry and being part of a you know uh, being part of organizations that promote Christ and promote kingdom. But I always didn't know how what that was going to look like. And so I've spent the last, you know, what is it, ten years now, where following that path of trying to understand what does it look like to be a kingdom-minded man. What does it look like to to be in ministry? What does it look like to be effective of the people that are coming around, who I'm involved with? And so now, even uh, I'm a, I work for the Department of Defense now, part of the Navy, still involved, right with. With people in the military and the navy things, uh, so I'm not gone, but I'm not in uniform anymore. And so now it's the like, okay, how do I take what I've what I've learned in the navy, what I've learned as a leader, what I've learned as an officer, apply it to the job that I have now, right? And promote kingdom, and also and also be able to allow others to flourish and to release and to pull out the the giftings in them as well Mm. and that's what it's all about really is who we are where we are who we can be identify who we are and then learn to bring others out learn to release the anointing release the giftings in others so that kingdom can be operating not just in you and me but also in them as well
0: come on man you must have had some like kingdom revelation no (laughs) i get it dude like I love having someone like you who like you understand that Jesus taught the gospel of the kingdom, the gospel of salvation. Sure. Like there's a little bit of an entry point of, hey, salvation really matters. You got to be saved. You got to walk through that door. But now what? Like most people just stay at the door for the rest of their life. And it's funny because I feel like even in this conversation, God is highlighting something that maybe you and I should talk about kind of, it's on my heart a little bit. Sometimes when I tell people that I am someone who trains and speaks to organizations that have protectors, they automatically start to think, oh, you could help us with our security of our church. (laughs) And I'm like, you have to broaden your mind of what a protector is capable of doing. And I want to share this with anyone who's listening. Like a protector is so much more than just a security guard or someone who can protect a perimeter. And that is why we don't stop with someone being a protector, Roy. We help them become a kingdom operative. Look, we're all protectors. This is an identity you can carry forever, but let's mature into kingdom operatives where we're no longer waiting for someone to give us the next mission. We just live on mission. And and we know that God is gonna send us and position us but our whole life is part of a larger mission of God, right? So yeah. I don't know. Have you seen that a lot with like your military background or maybe other people in your life where they almost put, they're like, oh, you're military. So you can do this thing that we need to do. And it's like, man, there's so much more.
1: Man, it's, um, I, I kind of see the same thing <clears throat> where you have people who have come out of military uh, being in law enforcement, especially when it comes to like kingdom work or church environment, right? Uh, they want to automatically put them in, you know, this space of, like you said, security. And I've seen that as well. I've seen where, you know, um, uh, you know, the first thing you're about is how do we protect this area? You know, they call on those who, you know, have a background and that, and that I get that. That's what the, that's what you do sometimes, uh, which allows like gives greater perspective, surrounding how to protect the environment but i think one of the things that is a challenge to uh, even those of us coming out of protective services right uh, is really understanding how we can translate our skill set from that environment to a more broader environment how do we translate our skill sets that we've learned that we've developed from military from law enforcement uh, from EMT, whatever the case may be, into like normal civilian life, <laughs> and I think that's been a challenge for some of us at times. Uh, even myself, right? Just you know, as I first entered the civilian world, is like, how do I really translate the skill sets that I have? Because as a as a naval officer, as a S.W.O. Surface Warfare Officer, man, I've learned I've learned so many things. Uh, at once it's almost like being the jack of all trades but master of none but you learn so many skills and then how do you translate to specific jobs specific environments uh, after coming out of military and that was a challenge for me but i learned one thing though is that uh, the biggest thing is leadership leadership is leadership is leadership and you can translate leadership everywhere you go whether you're uh, in the church environment whether you're in, on the job, and career, where they're at home, leadership, leadership, leadership. And so you can translate those skills uh, everywhere that you go. And just being motivated by, you know, who, who, what it is, what do I carry? What do I bring to the table? And I think that's also half, uh, half the challenge, right? Is I think sometimes in the military, especially with the, you know, we, we learn a skill, we learn a thing, this is who I am. And then we think that's all that we have. But there's mm-hmm. more for us, right? There's more that we that we have. There's more that we develop. And so it's now how do I what what else am I capable of doing? I'm not just, you know, this I'm not just a, a truck driver. I'm not just an MP, right? I'm not just, you know, an, an IT. I'm not yeah. just a, a weapons person, right? I've learned other skills. I've learned other things through the course of being in the military. I've learned how to uh, work in teams. I've learned how to, like you said, lead. I've learned how to, you know, uh, problem solve. How can I use that uh, in the context of career, job, family, and also bringing in kingdom environment, kingdom culture, yes. kingdom relationships into the, everything that I'm doing. And I think that's such a, uh, a shift in the mindset that we have to have in order for us to be able to really walk into the fullness of who we are and, and understanding who we are for one, but also when we're understanding who we are, then we can also help others identify and and, re- and identify who they are. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. so it's not about just you and me. It's not about me, but what I have and who I and who I am becoming and what I have identified myself to be. I can use that to be, to help others. I can use that to bring uh, 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 kingdom and bring healing and deliverance and bring salvation to those who are around me. To those around me, so that they can also walk into the ultimate calling, the the purpose of who they are. And I think a lot of people don't understand purpose. Uh, I know I'm, I'm going on and on, man. Like, no, man. Stop yeah. me if you need to, but people don't always understand their purpose and it's all related, it's all related. Who I am is important for who you are to be, who you are is important for me, who I am to be. So we bring our giftings and our anointings and our callings together and it creates an environment to where people around us notice things and people are being set free and people are being delivered, people are walking in freedom Mm. because we know who we are and we carry the atmosphere and we carry the environment that causes us, that causes other people to want to know who we are and want to know, want to have a piece of what we have. Mm. And we have the ability to, uh, to release that out of them so they can walk in victory and walk in kingdom um, as well. I mean, don't get me started, man. I'm
0: Whoa. <laughs> That's good. Hey, the kingdom is peace, joy, righteousness, and the presence of the Holy Spirit. And I believe all four are fully present. So this is awesome, dude. Like, yeah. It's interesting. As you were speaking, um, I felt like God uh, kind of triggered a word you said, which was culture. Some, somehow culture came up in what you said. And I was thinking, man, who's better at actually, lack of a better word, enforcing. Okay. We don't need to enforce culture, but cultivate and, and to you know bring life to, to a culture that we want to see formed here on earth than protectors. Because we know what it's like to be in a culture, and then also, in the case of being one, a, a protector, enforcing a culture. Saying, hey, this is, the, you're in the army. That's, what you're doing is not in accordance with the army, that's not how we operate, right? Imagine if we could do that um, from a kingdom lens.
1: Yeah, and I, you know, as, I don't know if you're thinking about it from an apostolic perspective. I think you mentioned that earlier, mm-hmm. being a kingdom operative, being, a, being sent out to go being sent out to to world, to the nations, to the neighborhoods, to the community to go and create and to cultivate this culture. And and it's perfect for Kingdom operatives. It's perfect for the protectors because that's what we've been doing. That's that's we, we that's what our lives have been like whenever wow. we serve in any kind of way. We've been sent out to go. Right? You go on a deployment, right? You're sent out to go to enforce, right? You, to enforce some some law to enforce some treaty, right to enforce something whether that's a peaceful enforcement or whether you're in combat right but you're sent out to go do something and as we shift that right that into a apostolic perspective i'm being sent out to go and represent the king of all kings and everything that i'm doing i'm being sent out to encourage i'm being sent out to uh to to release the culture of heaven and everywhere that I go, so that all that I'm doing is being a representative a representative of the one who's king of all kings. And because I'm a citizen of that kingdom, I'm a citizen of that culture, I'm a citizen of the kingdom of heaven, heaven flows through me, right? I, we're not trying to get, I, let me say this, because we are citizens and we carry the kingdom, heaven flows through me. And kingdom flows through me. We want to. We will go to heaven. We will be in heaven. But we also have access to heaven now. Yeah. And I think that uh, that's a shift in our mindset, a shift in our thinking, a shift in how we perceive even just being uh, being a, a Christian, right? I, for lack of a better term, what it means to be a Christian. We are kingdom of. We are citizens of heaven. We have access to heavenly places. We have access to heavenly realms. And how do we walk through that in a daily basis? How do we express that in a daily basis? How do we allow ourselves to be uh, uh, like living examples, right? (laughs) In everyday basis of what it means to operate from the place of heaven and bringing in the culture of the king, of all kings and his
0: kingdom. Yeah. So yeah. good. Come on, dude. You and I are cut from the same cloth. This is so good. Yeah. You, dude, you're totally a KO. So the one thing um, I'd love to just kind of ask you about, it just, it's, it's, we're going to shift the conversation for a second, but Matthew 6.33. So I remember, I'm actually saying this for someone um, also that listens to this podcast, but I remember in Matthew 6.33, I was told probably five times in one year, okay, Matt, hey, I think God just wants you to, to follow Matthew six thirty three. The first time I'm like, what is it? Second time I'm like, what is it again? Third time is I'm like, okay, I know that one. I'm doing that. I'm reading the Bible all the time. I'm praying all the time, you know, but I wasn't joyful. Just so you know, what is really, what does it really mean to seek the kingdom?
1: A lot of us uh, still struggle with the concept of kingdom. Initially we all say, oh, well the kingdom, that's just everybody in the church. Right. Kingdom is church world. So, you know, I know I know I'm seeking God and uh, I'm, I love him and he loves me and I'm seeking to know him more. And so because I'm part of a church, I'm part of a, a church organization, that means I'm in kingdom. And I think that uh, that that definition of kingdom has to be expanded beyond the four walls of the church. And so I think a lot of times as uh we're we're reading that scripture we're meditating on seeking first the kingdom of god and his righteousness it's from a perspective of what do i need to do to make sure that i am constantly uh, in the right uh, i'm constantly in the good graces of our father right and yes that's important but more importantly it's like when you think about kingdom it's about how do we live our lives to where the presence of God, the atmosphere of God is moving in our lives everywhere that we go, right? And so there is a different mindset and a different shift in our minds that needs to happen when we think about the definition of how we define kingdom. Kingdom is well beyond what, uh, being a part of a church organization. P- kingdom is much more than just, yep, I, I'm saved, I love God, I, I have the Holy Spirit. And I walk with him. That's that's part of it. That's just a very small piece of it. kingdom is understanding who you are in the context of who a king of in the context of a king kingdom relationship. You already have everything that you need. Like we have access to it right now. Mm. And so when I think about the kingdom of God, first, the kingdom of God, it's understanding the perspective, understanding what God's kingdom is like. Right, not just church world, right? Mm-hmm. or church, mm-hmm. you know, culture. What is God's kingdom like? So when we're seeking the kingdom of God, right, we are getting an expanded viewpoint of what it means to operate to live in kingdom under mm-hmm. the guise of the kingdom. And there's so much more of so much more involved in the kingdom than it is in just church culture. And don't get me wrong i i'm a i'm a i'm called i'm called to the mountain of church right I, that's one of the mountains i'm called to is the mountain of church so i love the local church i know church is good and a church is worth, is, it's something that is important to the culture right our culture but i'm also understanding that i'm not defined by the church culture i'm defined by the kingdom
0: I had this amazing instructor pilot who wasn't a Christian and I was like, this guy's awesome, man. He's, he's fun to be around. He's loving, He's, he's inviting. Right. And then I had this instructor pilot who, uh, cursed nonstop complained all the time and was always angry, but man, he was a loud and proud Christian right and i'm like oh man like first of all i'm just like how is that possible but then also i'm thinking that's that's a person representing our faith incorrectly by the way but still god loves him the same still one of his children so you know god's giving me a heart now for all these different backgrounds and you know whatever the, the point is i'm like man He's given us a bad name. I don't know how to say this nicely. He's given us a bad name. And it's like when someone meets a soldier and they're like, the army sucks because I met this one soldier who wasn't squared away. So now the whole army is just an organization that is unprofessional, right? We know that's not true. That doesn't make sense.
1: Yeah. And I know you're totally right. I man. it's just really about, you know, coming in like the Bible says, you know, to re, be renewed by the spirit of your mind. I think there's a spirit of church, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, that drives us, a spirit of religion that drives us to, to do the things that we do and have a narrow mindset about what it means to be Christ-like, what it means to be a Christian. And so there's a renewal that needs to take place in our mind, in the spirit of our mind mm-hmm. that will cause us to shift into Having an expanded thought and expanded thinking that that scripture is in, in um uh, is, is in Romans. These in Romans were be renewed by the spirit of your mind,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and I, that's really key. It's re, renewing the mind to the point of not not just operating and being a part of church culture and religion, but to shift into a place of being kingdom-minded. Mm-hmm. And being kingdom-minded, there's so much more depth to being kingdom-minded. And when we're seeking first the kingdom of God, we're seeking the depths of who God is. We're seeking, we're seeking the expanse and the depths and the, the many realms of who God is, and that's an ongoing process. And in the meantime, as that is happening, right, he's revealing more and more himself to us, and we are getting a greater understanding of what kingdom is. And so um, as we're getting a greater understanding of what kingdom is and we're learning, and we're developing and we're growing into the depths uh, and the realms of who God is. He's also says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And so when we do understand that, we understand that it's not by anything that we're doing specifically, or by our own accord or by our own ability, but it's in the ability of Christ, it's in the ability of the kingdom, it's in the ability of God, that we find ourselves to be righteous. Right? He cleanses us. We can come to him as we are, seeking first the kingdom of God, coming to him as we are, and he makes us righteous because we've submitted and surrendered everything to his kingdom. Yeah. And everything that we do flows from a place of walking in, flows from, flows from a place of operating from that, from that kingdom place. And so he makes us righteous mm-hmm. yeah. because of what our submission and our posture and 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 seeking after him. And so there's nothing that we have that can make us righteous, right? But it, it's him that makes us righteous by our by our submission and by walking in this place of uh, in this kingdom culture, kingdom environment.
0: Yeah. I mean this is where we You know, we talk about in our KO strategy, which is part of the blue sky blueprint, we talk about command presence and having a presence that attracts others to you that are meant to be, that you're meant to help, you're meant to serve, you're meant to lead, right? Instead of being someone who chases, be someone who attracts, have such a radiating, contagious confidence because your confidence comes from the king and his kingdom, not from you. And it just, it just, it's speaking to creation, saying i have solutions to your problems like when protectors when kingdom operatives can get that they're going to change the world around them and they're going to change their heart you know for me a huge piece is um yeah i was going from reading scripture all the time and praying all the time but it was all religious and forceful to just i'm going to slowly read this verse so i'm going to just kind of talk to god hopefully he talks back you know that's how it was back then right yeah. and um just, just start to allow him to heal my heart, start to allow him to pull out maybe some deceptions that were guiding me along my path that were hurting my family in the process. Like one of the major ones for me was the altar of impact is what I call it. Mm -hmm. The altar of impact is so deadly. Uh, it it has affected most people who have a background as a protector, by the way, also we consider ministers protectors. It's Mm -hmm. all the same mentality, right? Um, when you realize that he is, he is pulling out things, the altar of impact was something that needed to be pulled out of my heart because I was sacrificing my family on the altar of impact. You know, I'm just getting to know you, but it looks like you're a great father and husband. You know, what's been part of that progression for you?
1: Well, um, there's been, you know, I think you're right. I think we oftentimes uh, sacrifice for, for the sake of, Right, um, For the sake of you know, making it, for the sake of advancing our careers, we'll sacrifice the things and the people that are most important to us. And um, I had to learn, uh I think you spoke to it earlier, I also had to learn as well to, like, I can't speak to my, 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 my family the way that I speak to the people, like my, my sailors, right? I mean, being very direct, being very forceful. And I've i actually had to going through some challenges and learning how to communicate better with my family. And that I can't communicate with them the same way that I communicate with uh, those my sailors or those um, or even my team members. But but I I I didn't even learn like coming out of the Navy I couldn't speak to you know my civilian team members the way that I spoke to you know, my sailors, right? And like you say, it was more direct. You, you said something and it happened and you expect it to happen pretty quickly. Man, when I transitioned out of the Navy, it took me a good six months to a year to really come out of the very directive uh, approach to leadership uh, by directing everything. I had to uh, learn to assimilate and learn to uh, ha- have me having an idea or a thought or uh, some, an opinion, but also really begin to ask and cultivate the thoughts and opinions of others and then coming to a decision. And that was a challenge for me uh, as I transitioned out of the, out of the military. And uh, so I say all that to say, you know, it, it impacts everything that you do. Uh, so as far as my family's concerned, I had to learn the same thing. Like I couldn't. Speak to them the way that I spoke to, you know, even the folks on the job, or even the folks, you know, my sailors in the military, and so that's been a uh, a journey over over the years uh, to to learn uh, that they won't respond in the same way. And so I had to learn them, learn my kids, learned uh, uh, their mom. I had to learn their their response mechanism. I had to learn how they respond. Uh, and what impacts them and speak to them in a way and i'm still learning uh, by all means dude i'm not <laughs> i'm not an expert uh i don't always get it right, but being more aware of speaking to them in a way that cultivates kingdom in them as well uh mm. honors them for who they are uh and everything and their uniqueness as well wow. and uh that that right, and that's part of kingdom, right? That's part of operating, and being a kingdom operative, right? Is honoring them for who they are, and bringing them into the same culture and environment that you have, but allowing them to operate within that environment in their own uniqueness.
0: Yes, come on, that's that's yeah. gold. Um, and I'm, I'm still.
1: I'm still learning that, yeah. uh, you know, and I say my my kids, you know, 14 year old daughter, 10 year old son, very different personalities um, and extremely both extremely creative and gifted in so many ways. But it's learning how to uh, teach them both and cultivate their giftings, their talents in a way that's beneficial for them, and not just beneficial for me. Mm. Oh. You know what I mean? Because mm. as, a, as a parent, right, you were like, man, I see this, and you can do this, you can do that, you can do this, but it's creating, learning, Man, I'm, like I can say I'm still learning this, uh, it's learning how to create an environment for them to discover, right, how to use their gifts and their talents in the way that God created them Uh, to use it and to discover it and to express it because my expression is going to be different from their expression Mm. especially especially from you know like i mean generations right our generation is different (laughs) you know than their generation so honor who they are honor the gifts and the talents that they have and allow them to express it like we got to give guidance right we 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 and we create the environment and culture, and culture to cultivate it. But we allow them to express it in the way that God gifted them to do that. And we'll realize that there's going to be there's so much more fruitfulness to that rather than trying to make them do it the way that you you see it.
0: Yeah hope that answered your question, man. Come on, dude. Wow. Like there's, there's so many nuggets there. Cause you talked about creating an environment, you know, as fathers, we're creating that environment. We're creating that space. We're creating a culture within our home, right? The better we are aware of the kingdom culture, then we can create that culture in our own home. And then in there, you have different people of for different reasons. They were all born, all children of God, right? So it's just interesting. There's a couple things that really helped me with this. One was um, I I don't remember where I heard this originally now that I'm thinking about it, but somehow this stuck out to me. I basically asked my dog. Oh yeah, this is it. I was my uh, newborn. Her name's Aspen. Aspen was going to be born and I already had Adeline. Right. And you think your second kid, you're like, I don't know how I'm going to connect with my second kid because I'm so connected to my first. I love him so much. How can I love another person, right? And then you realize, whoa, like God did yeah. you the grace for just multiplying the love that you were giving the one kid, right? So yeah. it really is just the same amount of love. But for me, I was like, God, can you tell me who my daughter is? And that week I went on a ministry retreat and someone came up to me. And she sang, this was so cool, dude. Prophetic song. Uh, it was during a part of worship. So songs were going. She, it was, someone didn't just come up to me and start singing. We were already singing. And then she came up to me and she was like, Hey, I believe God wants you to know who your daughter is. How cool wow. is this, right? Wow. And she goes, I'm not going to sing it. But she's like, She is strong, bold, and courageous. And she's just and she's like and god wants you to know she is strong she is bold she is courageous and then she gave me a word associated with all of that too even as i say it right now i'm getting like holy ghost bumps right because it's like that's who she is i said god who is she and then a day later that happens you see what i'm saying that's why like no one can shake our faith you know yeah. kingdom citizens no one can take our faith away from us no, this is, this is our way of life. Like there's so much evidence of it. How does something like that happen? Right. Someone I just met that day, by the way, saying all that she's strong, she's bold, she courageous. And I, I'm an emotional wreck as a father, right? Can't wait to meet my baby one day. Um, she was a couple months from being born, but now I know she's strong, she's bold, she's courageous. I was like, if that's who she is, then out of that she'll operate because as you know kingdom principle i am therefore i am right mm-hmm. i am then i that i operate out of that it's not i do and therefore i am and that's that's wrong right. order so right. i'm just like so so that means my job as her father is to tell her these three things and then to position her for that position yeah. her for areas that require strength cuz she's got it position yeah. her for moments that require someone to speak up and be bold it's in her right mm-hmm. And then I was like, God, well, who's my other, who's Adeline, you know, my oldest daughter, who is she? And he said, she is joyful, compassionate, and fierce. And she's already, you know, probably three at the time. And I'm like, yes, she is, (laughs) you know, (laughs) totally accurate. She's joyful. She's compassionate. She's fierce. But here's the key for anyone, you know, for, for Roy, if this helps you or anyone listening. Now that I know she's joyful, I know that if we need to create joy, we should send her into a situation. If she goes, hey, everyone at school, dad, is pretty negative or, you know, I just feel like everyone's always upset. It's like, perfect. You're the joy. You're being sent to be the joy. That's why God has you in that classroom.
1: No, man, that's that is I love it. I love the fact that, you know, we can like we can ask father who 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 did you who did you send to earth through us? (laughs) Right. Who is who is this child? Who is my child? What, are, what is their purpose? And the earlier that we can cultivate their purpose and their identity, the, I, I, there's, here's, and here's what I'm sensing prophetically right now, is that there is, like, you have a, and I'm going to answer your question. I don't worry, I'm going to answer your question. Um, you, like, you've been so intentional about um, seeking the purposes of God in your life in your children's life. like God has raised you up to to, to raise other people up. You are a builder, you are a, a creator. and uh, the, per- the the simple fact of you uh, purposely and intentionally like shifting and driving and directing and cultivating your daughters to be who they are, is significant for the impact that they will have on the world, and um, it's, that's just the first place God is teaching you even now adam through your through your family right and even your wife there's some things that you bring out of her that she didn't know that she had until God was able to Release the things that he's placed in you so that you can release those things out of her. And she's coming into her own place of kingdom realities and kingdom understanding because you position yourself to flow and to operate from a kingdom perspective. And so I really see that the Adam Jones family is going to uh, have a significant impact into uh, the world. And Your mountain, uh, it may be different from your wife's mountain, from your kids' mountain, but bringing all those mountains together is going to create such an environment to where it's going to be so impactful that many people's lives are going to be changed and shifted uh, because of you positioning yourself to be the conduit for your family, to allow God to move in such a place, God to uh, show and uh, bring kingdom into your family. And so your kingdom family is going to expand into kingdom communities and the kingdom nations and the kingdom cities because of you positioning yourself and honoring God and submitting yourself and surrendering yourself to him to allow him to uh, shift you and move you into a different place uh, so that you can understand your true identity of who you are. Um. So the question that you asked me, what was the question again?
0: (laughs) Come on, man. Actually, Um, yeah, I was just saying what were your thoughts on the identity, like having a word of identity for your children, right? And then actually seeing it as what they're meant to do also. Yeah. Like my daughter is named Adeline. My other daughter is named Aspen, but he calls her, you know, bold, strong, courageous, joyful, compassionate, fierce. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I see fierce and I'm like, tone it down. Like, geez, (laughs) be nice, you know? And then you're like, wait, she's supposed to be fierce. So how do I somehow channel this? I can't even put it in a box. There's no way. Like, dude, she's spicy, right? Uh, She knows it. She's probably going to send her into situations that require this fierce warrior to rise up. And someone who's like, no, that's not how this works. This is how it yeah. works, right? Yeah.
1: So, anyways,
0: yeah. What are your what are your just thoughts on that? Well, I and, and I,
1: like I said, I love that, and I think it's just a it's it's uh, it's like I said, identifying that their giftings and who they are, and placing them, like you said, in environments. I agree totally. You place them in environments to where that anointing that gifting that talent of who they are begins to be in display
0: mm, and you yeah. do it
1: little by little right right you know little by little by their their age and their level of being able to grasp some sort of responsibility so how do you do that with a with a three-year-old
0: yeah. how
1: do you how do you do that with a three-year-old who brings joy right who's who's all about joy and, and who's fierce it's you put them in a you know put them in a setting
0: with other kids, right? Yeah, so we're not just gonna throw our three-year-old in a dark alley and be like, be the joy, <laughs> right? That would be bad, right. um, but you know, a classroom setting, great idea, yeah. I, love, yeah. I love it, yeah. That progression is is key. Guys, I just love intentionality, right? Uh, and the more intentional we are, I'm telling you, the more excited our, wife is, our, our wives, you know, not to say we have multiple wives, I don't know how to say this properly, the, let me let me back up. The more intentional we are as fathers, the more our wife will look at us in a way to say, I love what you are doing for this family. Yeah. And it's not always pr- provision. Mm-hmm. Right. I think the, the faster I got that off my back saying I, I'm not the provider. God is right. I'm going to steward what he's given us the best I can. And that's an area that, that I've needed to improve a lot. But it's yeah. like I'm going to be intentional, though. I'm going to take what he gave us and and put intentionality around it. And I get that there's traits of intentionality. Like for me, it's a big piece of me. But the more intentionality we can develop with just simple tactics, like, hey, like I shared this on one of the podcast episodes. When you go into your house, use the moment where you touch the doorknob as a trigger to transition your mind to say work is over. The second I walk in here, I'm going to bring joy. Uh, Brendan Brouchard talks about this, bring the joy, right? I'm going to bring joy into this atmosphere. Uh, I'm going to go up to my wife. I'm going to do this. I'm going to ask this. I'm going to go up to my kids, like just a a moment of intentionality and then take it to the next level. Be spirit led. Hey God, what do you want me to do when I walk into this, into the room today? And man, talk about seeking the kingdom, right? Yeah. His will for that house in that moment and the hearts of the people. Um, I, I, we have time for one more question, but I, I just share this one thing. There was a, a big, big growth, uh, big, giant transition that's happened for me as a husband. Right. And my wife has seen it and acknowledged it and is celebrating it like crazy. So your prophetic word for me was like dead on um, because I, there was just so much growth here. And she was like, uh, oh, there was a moment where she, she was really feeling anxiety. And I actually don't get anxiety. I get angry, right? Mm-hmm. It's like my personality type. I'll, I'll move to anger, not anxiety. Mm-hmm. And um, God's worked with that big time. So praise, praise Jesus, right? Yeah. But, but she was feeling anxious. And I, in the past, I would get frustrated with that. Like, hey, everything's fine. It's all good, right? Especially as a protector. You just want to fix it and be done. Right all of a sudden I was upstairs by myself. She was downstairs in the kitchen, really anxious mood. And I felt like, man, dude, like what's going on. Right. Like I just feel so upset right now. Like I I feel uncomfortable in my own skin. I feel like my heart's racing. Right. And then all of a sudden I realized, man, Holy spirit is giving me a moment to feel what she feels.
1: Yeah.
0: Dude. He allowed me to feel anxiety for a moment on her level. And I came down and I was like, "Hey, does this describe how you feel?" She's like, "Yeah, that's exactly how I feel." Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, and let me let me speak to that a little bit, just to give you a, a little bit of my my experience. Um, I'm, I'm currently separated, and um, I didn't get it right. I didn't always get it right, and when I thought I was uh, being the protector, right, and trying to uh, cultivate the environment that Allowed my, my wife to also be who she is. Um, maybe I was doing some things that uh, that didn't allow that to happen fully. Didn't always be able, wasn't always able to, like you said, you had that moment of feeling exactly what she felt like. Uh, and as often as I try to say, I understand, I understand, I really didn't understand. And so it calls, you know, uh, we're 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 at a place where we're at now. But learning from that is, is cultivating, right? We talked about our kids a lot and cultivating an environment for our kids. But as leaders, as husbands, and as the spiritual leaders of our household, it's also cultivating that environment for our wives as well mm-hmm. to allow them to be who they are for who they are and not try to make them like us, not, not try to make them see like us or respond like us, right? And especially us. As protectors and military men like we're like we learned how like we we i don't have time for anxiety because if i if i if I'm, <laughs> if I'm if i'm in anxiety then i can't do my job right i can't be effective in my job so we just learn to all right let me push that aside and let me just go and we use the aggression right that may come from having anxious thoughts and feelings for us it turns into an aggression in some mm-hmm. ways, uh, and that's how we deal with it. Whether it's aggression, and uh, you know, bursting out in anger, where it's aggression by how you talk to someone, aggression and how you handle someone, right? Uh, but that's especially us who have been in the military. Uh, we kind of force ourselves, or almost are forced, right, to kind of let anxiety go right. Or not deal with it properly. And it turns into something else. It turns into aggression and turns into anger. Um, so, you know, um, I didn't, you know, I didn't always get it right. And I learned from that, but the great thing about the kingdom is that the kingdom is restorative and the kingdom is, uh, brings about reconciliation and whether, you know, uh, it restored back to what it was or he brings restoration a different way it's still restorative and you can know that no matter what you have mistakes you may have made in the past or uh and and like you said no regrets right it is what it is and but now you have a different shift in mindset to know that that can be redeemed uh to where the impact of things that happen doesn't impact me Negatively, negatively anymore, but now I learn from those, and I now can walk in total victory because I have a different mindset, a uh, kingdom mindset of being restored, renewed, reconciled, uh, and redeemed to a place to where I can still operate in the kingdom authority that I have because I am under and submitted to uh, the kingdom of heaven.
0: Wow! Yeah. What a, man, what a, just like healing message, right? A lot of people are going to need to hear that, man. Um, the redemptive work of God, right? The ministry of reconciliation, how he made the move for us, yeah. <laughs> you know? Like it wasn't, hey, come back to me. He said, I'm going to go become man and I'm going to restore everything make it better than ever by the way i mean that's a huge emphasis right we're in the better covenant you know as you and i've learned right we have right standing with god but we have right standing in god it's it's a whole nother level and that's the life we get to live now um when you really realize that you just see this like redemptive work where if you are plagued by regret you do not need to stay like that any longer right? God does not want you to feel that way. And God can take that away from you very quickly. The one thing that helped me a lot, because man, my marriage was going down, right? Is I was like, God, and I was, I was very upset, very desperate, went on for a while. And I was like, if, if Moses can harden his heart, then you can soften mine.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I love that, man. Um, and, I think as protectors, right? Um, Gentleness—it's not something that we talk about much as as protectors, right? It's all about protecting, right? It's all about mm-hmm. <laughs> providing, but there's a there's a gentleness that also comes with being a protector. That um, I think that I'm learning, right? I'm really starting to learn and walk into and embrace, right? Gentleness. And what it and actually how powerful it is to actually bringing and protecting right the people around you, yeah, uh, like there's a, a gentleness that comes that's that is needed and uh to to- uh, i guess just to allow really you know cultivate an environment to where you're trustworthy. I think trustworthy comes with gentleness
0: Dude, this has been a huge blessing having you on today for the k o podcast. So many golden nuggets. Um, I just want to thank you today, Roy, for your time. Uh, I know you're on vacation, so for you to do this with us for this past hour has just been incredible. Thank you.
1: Yeah, Adam, it's it's my pleasure, man. Um, I just I'm just so excited for for you and what you're doing in the KO community. Um, anything that I can do, man, to just come alongside you uh, to, to help your cause, to help you know advance KO. Um, You can call me, man, and let's figure it out. um, I'm just really proud of what you're doing, bro, Uh, and glad to know you
0: Remember, we have an amazing five-day training series for mission-minded men for protectors who are ready to ignite and radiate with a contagious confidence. If that is you, I wanna see you over at leadwithko.com for a training. Now look, we get started August 1st, so look, you're not too late yet, but once We go, man, we go. And KOs, we don't turn back. We keep moving forward. So I want to see you over there. Cannot wait to meet you. God bless. Continue mission.